All right, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. I'm joined today by Erbil Karaman, and he is the founder of Huma Finance, among a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Erbil, welcome to the Crypto 101 podcast. How are you doing? Thank you, Aaron. It's great to be uh, on this amazing show. I'm doing great. How are you guys? Uh, I'm doing okay. You know, we've had to check internally here, like, where's our money stored again? Uh, <laughs> are our deposits still there? Uh, fortunately, we're okay here at Crypto Revolution. No damage taken. You are uh, a tech investor, tech builder out in the Silicon Valley. How are you doing for real? Yeah, this this weekend has been insane. Um, as you've seen the news, uh, you know, uh, first Silicon Valley Bank has been taken over uh, by FDIC. Uh, and then, you know, we had Signature Bank also been shut down by the government as well. And uh, those two companies, those two banks uh, are, you know, heavily used by both the uh, VC-backed companies um, in the Bay Area, but also a lot of the crypto companies uh, you know, work with them, uh, including the big ones all the way to small ones, because uh, there aren't that many banks also who want to work with the crypto industry and the blockchain industry. So uh, it's been a crazy weekend. We've been lucky as Huma Finance uh, not to have any deposits uh, in either of those banks, but a lot of our, you know, um, founder friends uh, have been struggling either because they had uh, debt facilities or deposits in those banks and they had no clue, you know, what's the uh, uh, state of those funds were. And um, I think the news that came up yesterday evening was very welcomed. Um, and I think people are a bit more relaxed right now and trying to figure out basically the logistic uh, part of it. But it showed us that, you know, um, how fragile this fractional um, banking system is. Yeah. And Joe Biden came out and gave a very impassioned, energetic five-minute speech on the topic uh, and basically said, no one is above the law in his administration, and he will hold those accountable that are responsible. Well, Joe, uh, responsible. <laughs> you probably didn't know before you said this, or your writers didn't know before you said this, this whole bank run was caused by the Federal Reserve raising rates too quickly. So what happened at these other banks is they didn't run out of cash. There wasn't a bunch of fraud going on or embezzlement. It's that they had locked up this cash in government bonds that didn't expire enough or were yielding too low because they were made, you know, two or three years ago when the former administration was uh, in control and the Fed's rates were like 1%. In some cases, less. Europe was at negative interest rates. Uh, but now that interest rates are higher than 4%, people want to get a better yield than what they're getting off those old bond terms. So this was a situation literally created by the Federal Reserve. Um, it's laughable to think that our president's going to do anything about that. The last one who tried to do that uh, didn't go so well. <laughs> That's but right. This really highlights the need for decentralized finance. Mm -hmm. Centralized finance is a complete shit show. There's more corruption and broken things even going on in DeFi. While I say, you know, solidity is the biggest uh, vulnerability in our space that needs to be fixed. Um, it's also going to be the pathway out once we can, you know, maybe get some of these smart contracts more encrypted, figure out better means for security 
uh, at an on-chain level. What are you thinking about, you know, what are you watching right now? You've got central banks fumbling things. You've got smaller banks either fumbling things or being taken over for no reason, as we've seen with Signature, who was perfectly solvent before New York decided to step in and prevent what they feared would be the next bank run. Uh, Signature has actually done nothing wrong, and they'll be taking this to court. So that's crazy. But then you also have Euler Finance, one of the smartest engineering teams, with six audits on their contracts, drained for $130 million over this weekend. What is safe anymore? What What's your opinion on the state of um, the financial world? What do we do? It's it's insane. I mean, all of these are also happening around the same time. It's insane because obviously it gives people the um, feeling that nothing is safe. Um, I hope to believe that the reality is slightly different. Um, first of all, philosophically, what you mentioned is centralization uh, always ends up getting into trouble uh, because there's limited control when you have too much centralization. There is more opacity versus transparency when you have more centralization. And um, the decision starts being made by, you know, very few entities. And if one of those entities makes the wrong decision, just like, you know, Fed giving the wrong call to all the banks, it causes systemic crash across the board. Uh, so more decentralization is only helpful uh, because it creates more options also for people to participate in. Right now, a lot of the um, blockchain technology companies don't even have a bank to go to. Right, like we are basically out of option in the centralized uh, uh, manner in the trade by um, uh, you know, system. Uh, so there's probably more options as you more decentralized. But the safety and security um, of the decentralized ecosystem in DeFi, uh, it's hard to say, is at the you know best place possible. There's still so much work to be done, and there's more learning, you know, uh, for for all of us to understand what other kind of attack vectors out there. And some of the ways actually we have built Huma um, is trying to basically limit the number of um, attack vectors, the number of weaknesses you can have in a protocol. Uh, today, some of these attacks um, have a very similar nature where you have speculative assets that are basically you know, um, underwriting uh, your loans. And whenever someone actually is able to manipulate uh, the price of the speculative assets or able to you know, do what they call a flash loan, uh, basically, in just a matter of you know a minute, bar- borrow and lend a lot of them at the same time to kind of like create this you know um, unstable price. Uh, those those are the ways that uh, these uh, protocols get hacked, and uh, by eliminating some of those vulnerabilities, uh, we believe there's so many more ways that DeFi can be more more secure. Um, but obviously, you know we're still early on in this journey, and uh, we have to keep focusing on finding the next uh, you know, potential attack vector before the hackers do so, so that we can get ahead of it. Well, this is not a paid shill, but I personally believe that you're the right man for the job. Uh, we met just uh, a couple weeks ago at ETH Denver. I got to hear about your background. You're the former head of product at Lyft, former head of growth at Facebook. Uh, you've been an entrepreneur for many, many successful companies. So you know what you're doing. And the, you know how to do it in a way that benefits the world. So at a high level, what is Huma Finance? Huma Finance is an income-backed decentralized finance protocol for 99%. Uh, we say income-backed because today, uh, most of the DeFi 
is backed by a few digital assets. So you need to have a lot of Ethereum, a lot of BTC, Bitcoin, to be able to borrow from these DeFi markets. And it only works for the speculators, the pe- you know, people who have a lot of crypto assets. Unfortunately, it doesn't work for 99%. It doesn't work for the small businesses and the people who want to you know, access the centralized finance ecosystem because they might not be served uh, by the centralized and traditional financial industry. And those people do not have all those, you know, Ethereum's and Bitcoins laying around, uh, but they have a form of future income. They have a form of future revenue, and they can actually utilize that to collateralize and borrow from the decentralized finance ecosystem. So we are the first protocol making that available you know, to businesses and people around the world. And that was the promise of decentralized finance when it was first built, to bank the unbanked, to be built for the other 5 billion people on the planet that don't have these services. And one of the reasons why these services aren't available in the first place is risk. How are you handling the risk mechanisms at Huma Finance of tokenizing someone's income or accounts receivable or you know maybe even their paper route? A very good question. This is actually a solved problem in traditional finance. Today, when you want to get a mortgage, when you want to get a personal loan, or if you're a business trying to get a business loan, the first things the underwriters look for is what does your income look like right now and what does it you know, look like um, six months, a, a year ahead uh, down the line. And same thing for businesses. They try to project your revenue to understand your revenue situation six months, a year down the road. Why? Because that's the most important input that guarantees your ability to pay back, right? If you have the income stability, if you have the income proof, um, especially right now when projecting you know, a year ahead, uh, you have some kind of proof that you can actually uh, uh, pay back the loans that you're borrowing. And uh, you know, our inspiration comes from the last FinTech that uh, three of the co-founders worked at, Earning. Uh, we were providing an alternative to pay their loans in the United States for Tens of millions of Americans, you know, who had, again, no access to the traditional finance, no bank would give them credit. And uh, they would go to pay their loan providers and they would basically get wrecked and they would be, you know, in uh, financial trouble and debt for a long time. And we built a solution that did not require any credit score checks because that would mean that we couldn't serve any of those people. And it did not require um, collections. We had non-recourse cash advances. Um, The only thing that we have done very well is to predict the income, the future income, very, very accurately. So one of our co-founders was the head of risk and machine learning at Earning, and uh, his you know, uh, specialty is predicting these incomes and revenues. And that's exactly what we do at Huma. So we are able to predict the future income, and we can create an on-chain collateral that represents that future income. If it's an on-chain income, uh, we're able to do it right away on-chain. If it's an off-chain income, so let's say there's a small business who wants to borrow from Huma, we have fintech partners around the world who are able to tokenize and collateralize their future income and future revenue sources, bring it on-chain to borrow again. So we're able to basically uh, utilize the, the future income and revenue sources as collateral um, as you know, uh, alternative to utilizing digital assets as collateral. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before I was in crypto, I was in a situation where I would have to get payday loans from time to time or take out a small personal loan from one of these lending institutions that was for people with poor credit scores uh, or no credit at all. And the way they made these services available was through extremely high interest rates to cover the people that defaulted on this stuff. Uh, But for the people who didn't default, it made it extremely difficult to ever get out from under these loans. What are you doing differently at Huma to prevent the same cycle of poverty from just continuing? Uh, yeah, I can talk about um, the philosophy that we had um, starting from you know the fintech we were together with at Earning. Uh, we actually had zero percent interest rate, and people thought we were crazy. Um, but that company grew to you know providing billions of cash advances every year to tens of millions of Americans with less than one percent default rate. And with you know uh, enough profitability and sustainability for the company to you know uh, I believe it's the tenth year uh, anniversary of the company right now and it's still providing the services um, to you know many Americans. And um, the way actually we approach this is from a different perspective where uh, we do believe that if you had the perspective to make the most money from every borrower, you end up pushing them to default because you end up, you know, helping them borrow more than what they can afford. Um, and you charge them, you know, amazingly high interest rates and uh, very high late fees and other types of um, uh, penalties. And you make money because, you know, you look at this in a transactional way. You don't want to make money from them again. And, you know, um, you let them basically deal with that debt. Uh, but if you have a... Um, protocol on crypto, first of all, you can't do collections, right? So actually you have no chance to um, uh, create a structure where uh, you have this adverse you know, relationship with the borrower. So you can't do collections um, on blockchain. There's an advantage for people who actually want to do sustainable you know, um, borrowing and lending uh, possible. But also 
uh, if you actually create a structure where your rates are dynamic and you're not starting with the highest risk portfolios, but you know somewhere low to mid risk portfolios, and you can keep your rates affordable, then again, you're not pushing people to default. You're not pushing, pushing people to uh, borrow more than what they can. And if you're totalizing every single borrowing with the future income or revenue statement that's on chain, you have this basically very you know free and open market that's uh, you know pricing all of those different types of collateral in real time. And um, again, that market um, once it uh, you know achieves efficiency uh, is a very affordable market. It's a large market. It's a market that anybody can participate. And hopefully, again, we are yet to see because we're very new, but hopefully it's also the most sustainable way for people to and business to borrow. So if I'm a gardener that needs to buy a new truck because my truck from 1960 that has 800,000 miles on it is finally broken down and can't be fixed, and I want to apply for a loan against my landscaping business, what's the process of doing that? Do I just need to email over documents or is there some kind of um, system where I just need to sign up and have a one-on-one interview. How does it work? Yeah, beautiful question. And this is also beauty of you know building solutions on the blockchain technology because almost everything is automated and instant. So we have one partner, Gia.xyz. They provide um, small business loans to you know uh, medical suppliers and agricultural um, uh, providers. Uh, in Kenya and Philippines. So let's talk about you know how this works uh, in real life today. So a small business or a gardener uh, can go to Gia mobile app. It's a very simple mobile app. They just you know um, download this application. They sign up on the application, and all they have to do is basically connect uh, wherever they have this you know transactions um, in terms of their business. So for a gardener. You know, uh, whatever, whatever they're holding, the inventory and some bank account probably, they can just connect it into the application uh, right there. And then the application goes through and understands, you know, what does their inventory look like? Uh, what, does they, the, what does their sales cycle look like? And predicts basically uh, what kind of borrowing capability they, they might have. And right on that simple mobile app, they get um, approved uh, for borrowing. And Gia utilizes the human protocol to basically access the global blockchain capital markets to find the the you know money that the uh, gardener is looking for at the cheapest rate possible. All of that is instant, right? Immediately, they're able to access that capital, bring it off chain, utilizing an off ramp solution uh, through you know Circle, uh, which is the USDC uh, provider. And that money is in the account of the gardener in just a matter of um, seconds, maybe minutes. So that's like how simple it is. The gardener might, gardener might not even know that they're accessing capital from DeFi, right? Because they're just interacting with a simple mobile app. And when the gardener pays back, they're also getting rewards in the application itself. And those rewards might be representing some kind of token rewards that this you know, partner has created on top of the protocol as well. But again, the gardener doesn't need to know that those rewards are coming from DeFi. If the gardener is in trouble of paying their, you know, uh, debt, those tokens can be utilized to also cover for, you know, what the gap is. So in a way, um, that partner is becoming what we call the last mile partner to create the seamless experiences for people to borrow instantly. And that's the biggest difference, right? In TradeFi, there are so many people you need to talk to, you need to go through weeks of processes and paperwork. Um, but by making this available on DeFi, we make credit instant. I love that. Um, we always say that, you know, Web three and crypto adoption is going to happen when people don't know they're using it, 
And this is a perfect use case that, that shows that off. Uh, I love the idea of using something like a compound finance or an Ave or whatever it is, which already have extremely low interest rates. Uh, and if you're borrowing a stable coin against it, sometimes it's even less than 1% compared to the 31 or 40 or even 60% that you might get at a payday loan office. I mean, this really is a game changer for billions of people in the world. That's right. How many, I mean, now that this exists, how do you reach the people that need this the most? What's the growth strategy? So we just announced our public beta literally two weeks ago when we met at Ethereum Denver. And since then, more than 30,000 people around the world. Um, it's, it's just incredible. We were not expecting, to be honest, um, that kind of interest. But uh, more than 30,000 people around the world um, tried basically you know, using this solution um, uh, on Huma Finance and through some of our partners as well. Uh, we were we were shocked because you know we have not written any kind of um, you know PR statement or uh, you know let's use you know human type of like marketing material. People started creating FAQs, uh, starting you know creating YouTube videos in different languages that I don't speak, and uh, you know this just started you know spreading virally. And uh, as people you know heard about this uh, potential application, uh, you know everybody was coming into our Discord and application to try this out. Um, and that's the reason why we're also actively working with emerging market fintech partners, because those partners are right in the epicenter of the need, right? There's like trillions of dollars of uh, capital gap uh, for people and businesses who are trying to access capital versus what capital is available to them. And those partners are the best partners because they know, you know, the, the businesses that are most in need and the people that are most in need, but also at the same time, responsible borrowers. And they're able to onboard them through very simple, you know, mobile app experiences and uh, seamlessly, you know, let those people access the blockchain capital through human finance. And those fintech partners we have in you know, Latin America, we have in Africa and we have in Southeast Asia will be the way that DeFi will reach the next billion users and then the next and the next and the next billion as well. That's incredible. I'm so happy to hear that uh, the mass adoption is coming maybe even before you're ready for it. But Indeed. it just shows Indeed. that you've got amazing product market fit. Uh, what about the lenders? What about people in the community that want to participate on the lending side? Is there anything built for them? Uh, yes, exactly. So obviously a marketplace, you know, um, only works when you have both sides of the marketplace, uh, the borrowers and the lenders. And, uh, you know, Huma facilitates the creation of a lot of different type of lending markets. We have uh, invoice factory markets, we have markets for these kind of emerging market fintechs, and there's small businesses borrowing. So all these different markets um, are becoming available on Huma Finance. And just like borrowers can participate, lenders can also participate. Uh, right now, we accept um, accredited investors from all around the world uh, to um, basically provide the supply capital. And uh, the rates will be somewhere around uh, 10 to 20 percent. Um, which is much lower than basically, you know, the rates of capital in emerging markets right now, um, especially considering, you know, short to midterm uh, type of uh, uh, type of loans um, and factoring. And uh, you know, we are uh, just you know starting, and hopefully, uh, we'll get to a point where uh, this is going to be, you know, a, a very accessible product for anybody who wants to uh, basically earn some stable yield, uh, not necessarily from TradeFi, but from DeFi. What uh, is the yield in? Is it in Huma tokens or stable coins? 
Is it a, coming from a bootstrap pool or just fees paid on the platform? How does that work? Yes. So right now, uh, because we only support you know borrowing against real world use cases, um, and uh, we only uh, support borrowing with stable tokens. So all of the yield is also uh, is in stable tokens. So the yield is uh, in USDC, uh, and the markets are in USDC right now. Uh, as we grow, uh, we will make more types of uh, yields available in the market as well. That's amazing. Really cool. Um, what else do you want to connect to? Like, what do you think the next partnerships are going to be for Huma in terms of other DeFi money Legos or products or services that you want to offer? Great question. So I think, you know, we are still in early stages and early days of DeFi and we're still missing a few components. One is how do we actually bring credit reputation um, into the DeFi ecosystem. Because right now, if you think about how credit works um, in the real world, you have the assets, right, that you're borrowing against. You have the income and revenue to prove your payback capacity, but also you have this thing called credit reputation. And the way it's built in TradeFi and the way it's built in you know, emerging markets, um, the, the, the reputation almost always focuses on the negative elements. And it almost... Uh, is a mechanism to push people out of the system, not necessarily to bring them into the system. Uh, the moment you make a mistake, you know, your score tanks, and then good luck, you know, going back and uh, borrowing from one of the uh, centralized parties. Um, so we are actively working with um, a few teams, like Spectral is one of those teams that we're working with closely, and a few others who are trying to build a more fair, a more positive um, credit reputation system that can be used as an additional signal for underwriters um, on chain. So that's actually, I think, a most, you know, one of the most important um, aspects of the ecosystem that's just being built. And then um, on off, off, you know, off-ramp partners is important because moving money you know, from crypto to fiat is going to continue to be critical to be able to bring people into the crypto ecosystem without them needing to first set up a wallet and try to figure out what their seed phrase is, trying to figure out where to buy their you know, USDC or Ethereum or BTC. Um, if they can actually onboard people without needing that uh, through you know, good on-off-ramp partners that provide capital-efficient solutions that works in different parts of the world, that's going to be very important to accelerate the adoption path as well. And we're looking to you know, work with more of them. Obviously, Circle is one of the biggest uh, partners that we have and that helps a lot, but uh, still there are a lot of uncovered, you know, cases around the world. And uh, the more off-ramp and on-ramp partners are there, the more automated these systems are going to become and the more seamless the experiences are going to become. And it's just going to take seconds for people to access capital instantly. With the U.S. banking system and government working so much against the crypto industry right now, which I don't believe is long-term, I think it's only short-term, by the way, um, but this is undoubtedly going to push companies to leave the U.S., especially ones that simply can't find banking partners. What would it take for you to pack up and go overseas with your company? Um, that's a great question because, uh, to be honest, we asked ourselves that questions uh, that question a few times, um, you know, in the in the past. Uh, I believe what's going on right now is is reactionary is you know, reacting to the events of the past year. And uh, I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, we asked for it as an industry um, and some of the players 
uh, you know, who um, had ill intention ask for it. And uh, that reaction is understandable. However, it will be super short-sighted, I believe, for the U.S. government um, to push that whole innovation and the whole ecosystem out, um, knowing that, you know, majority of the ecosystem is actually looking for innovation, looking for making these financial services more accessible um, around the globe. And, you know, we already know a lot of our friends actually are packing up and going. Uh, we are here. Um, you know, all of our co-founders are here in the U.S. Um, and uh, we like to stay here um, because we believe, you know, the ethos of the um, blockchain ecosystem, ethos of crypto aligns very well with the foundational values of the United States of America. And uh, I believe and I hope that the tide will calm down and turn around um, in the coming year or two when there is better regulatory frameworks to protect the consumers and the businesses who are participating. But also, um, you know, we have to enable all of this innovation happening in the U.S. soil. If we don't, uh, there's only so much you know, patience every company will have. We have a lot of patience, but there's only so much of it every company has. And um, they will go to Singapore. They will go to you know, Europe. They will go to Hong Kong. They will go to uh, Brazil. They will, you know, they will go to wherever you know, they find a um, friendlier environment uh, for this innovation. The innovation is going to continue to happen. There's no way you know, um, we can just say, you know, stop the innovation around the world. Don't go anywhere. Um, that's going to continue to happen. So um, it's only the right thing, I think, for the U.S. Uh, to find the right regulatory framework and uh, start, you know, becoming more friendly to the innovation happening right now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And I think it will in time. I feel like this is all a big smoke screen and charade to try and slow things down so traditional finance can figure out how to participate. So the people that have all the money and power can still participate because they see how disruptive this is. And if they don't figure out how to join and participate, they're going to go the way of the newspaper and the horse and carriage. So I think they're doing all they can right now to kind of grab onto the ankles of crypto as it's running a million miles an hour and their minds and their policies don't allow them to do that whatsoever. So I do think it's only a matter of time because you can't be so stupid as to say, we've got so lucky to have the entire future being built on our land and we're just going to squash it. Um, I don't think that's the case. But in the meantime, there is going to be a lot of pain and collateral damage. And I think very rigged situations where they try and force companies to fail just so they can be bought up for pennies on the dollar by uh, traditional finance companies or investors. So keep that in mind from a a bigger picture standpoint. Um, This is not the end, even though it's been a very, very tough week for many people. Um, One of the things that gives me hope is that the game is rigged. When there's uncertainty, that's so much worse than knowing that the outcome is more or less guaranteed. But this has been happening 
throughout many other emerging industries, all the way from back, you know, when they had cars. The regulations around cars when they came out were absolutely insane. You needed flagmen to walk with you. You needed a full-time mechanic in the passenger seat. Uh, all kinds of crazy stuff that sounds completely absurd today. But it was so people could figure out how to transition away from holdings and carriage companies to tire manufacturers. Yeah. And uh, for better or for worse, the game is rigged. It always will be. Um, but if you know how to play it, you can still do fine and, and sleep at night. So that's the words of wisdom that I would encourage everyone listening to keep in the back of their heads when they see all this insanity. But as far as a practical thing, um, companies still need bank accounts. People that want to invest in crypto still need bank accounts. And we've seen a lot of those options being removed lately. Can you give a shout out to some of the crypto friendly banks that are still in existence? Um, just so we can do our own due diligence and uh, see if it makes sense and if they're healthy enough to sign up for an account. Uh, definitely. Um, you know, we have been lucky again that uh, we had a great partner called Mercury Bank. Uh, they are, a, you know, um, startup themselves and they are uh, very founder and uh, crypto friendly. And they provide solutions uh, like a checking account that sweeps through many different bank accounts behind the scenes and provides up to $3 million in FDIC insurance that way. And they also have treasury uh, money market funds that you know you can put your money into. And we have been really happy with the you know, response that they had, um, especially you know, this weekend, but also um, you know, uh, the support that they have for the whole ecosystem. So yeah, shout out to Mercury Bank and what they are doing. And um, there are other banks, I think, starting to um, think about like where they stand. Because uh, the I think important moment that everybody is like looking at themselves and say, okay, like where do we stand right now? Um, and uh, I'm not going to name them because we haven't worked with them yet. But um, you know, we just start those conversations literally yesterday and today, and um, hope that uh, that you know trend continues and more banks um, you know join in uh, with this innovation that's happening um, and not just like give in to the you know one time shock. Um, that has happened, um, not because, you know, um, anything the crypto industry has done, because the Fed has, you know, miscommunicated their strategy in terms of inflation and rates, and that caused, you know, some of those banks to um, not be able to, you know, match their um, uh, cash outflow um, demands. So I think, you know, if we put the blame on the um, right um, entity and the right agency, um, you know, everybody start realizing that uh, there's so much more innovation, so much more economic growth to be generated by supporting uh, the blockchain ecosystem and startups. So we hope that um, there's going to be more um, to add to that list. Yeah. And I just saw there was a new partnership between Coinbase and Cross River Bank that was announced uh, yesterday as well. So shout That's out awesome. to Cross River for stepping up. I had a chance to meet them at Money 2020 last year and was excited to see additional support for our industry. So I hope they do really well. Um, so. Well, this has been great getting a chance to pick your brain once again. Uh, just a couple more questions before we let you go. You know, who's one person that you really admire in the crypto space and inspires you to do what you're doing? Um, there are many. I think there is, you know, Santiago Santos, who was the founder of Parafy. And I think he always has this very balanced perspective. Uh, you know, you have people who are either very pessimistic 
about everything or very optimistic about everything. And I think, you know, Santiago uh, Santos is this very, very um, kind of neutral voice. And he looks at everything very logically. And um, I think he has a very good macro take on everything. Uh, so, you know, I, I follow him and he's an investor in Huma as well and supporter of Huma. So, you know, we like to take his brain on certain things. Same with um, Tarun Chitra, uh, the founder of Gauntlet, the risk uh, mechanism behind Aave and Compound. Um, you know, he's a genius um, economist and mathematician, and he always thinks about problems from the perspective of like mathematics and economics. Um, and, you know, um, he is so relentless in terms of creating solutions that strengthens the security and the risk measures that the investor can take, because to your you know, very first point, I think that is still the most important, most critical thing we all have to focus on as an industry. I think Tarun, you know, does an incredible job, like pushing the thought process, you know, years ahead. And probably third person would be Stani from, you know, um, the founder of Aave and Lens Protocol. He's a great builder. Like this guy just like, don't give a damn about, you know, what's going on. He just like keeps building, building, building. And, you know, what he's doing right now with Lens Protocol, creating his kind of social um, networking, decentralized social networking protocol for the whole ecosystem. It has been like amazing to see him operate that way. I love, you know, builders being a builder myself, um, who just like don't give a damn about what's going on in the world, just like, you know, keep building stuff uh, for the benefit of people. So I would say those three are the people I, you know, um, watch uh, uh, very closely and admire. Those are all great suggestions. We've had Santiago on in the past uh, at a hedge fund summit. And he was one of the best speakers there. Um, so, yeah, we need to bring him back on again. And, of course, totally. uh, the other two are tremendous at what they do. Uh, and you yourself, I think, are going to be on the lips of many other people that are future guests on this show for what you're building in this space. We're so happy to have you in Web3. Uh, you've done so many other amazing things in the world already. Um, so you and I are definitely going keep, to keep in touch on all kinds of stuff. But for now, we're, where can people follow you? to learn more updates and hear more of your thoughts. Um, just follow our Twitter at Huma Finance, at Huma Finance, and uh, we will be writing more about our thoughts, our progress, uh, you know, how we like to um, collaborate and, uh, you know, solve problems uh, in the ecosystem with others. So at Huma Finance, uh, at Twitter, and if they want to just talk to us, come to one of our Twitter spaces or Discord uh, community calls, and, you know, our whole team is there. Um, and uh, we're happy to have you know discourse on anything. All right, everyone. That was Ariel Karaman from Huma Finance, and I am Pizza Mind. We will see you later on this week with another episode of the Crypto One Hundred and One Podcast. Goodbye for now. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.